Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome to the podcast. This week, it is Biscuit Week in the Tent. And we're here to see how the cookie crumbles. The cookie crumbles. David, surely we can do better than that. Like what? Like, who's got some Twix up their sleeve? Who's going to snap? Something about being short, but bread. (laughs) (laughs) Moving swiftly on, it is time to dive straight into the episode. Are you ready? I've never been ready yet. Okay, before we get going this week, I'm going to set you a challenge, David. You have 60 seconds. Recap last week. Go. Okay, so last week, it was the first week of the new series. Why is this so difficult? I just can't even speak now. It's 60 seconds. (laughs) Good Uh, for a podcast. They started with sandwich cakes, which were really simple. Very, very simple. They all did quite well, actually, apart from Will, who did. He struggled a lot. And just... No one ate the bit of ginger on top. That Maybe that was the reason. Then we had the technical, uh-huh. which was the red velvet cake, which again was very, very simple. They all did quite well. James did some wiggly wigglies. Some wiggly, sorry, wiggly wigglies. He did some wiggly wiggly <laughs> things and came last. 30 seconds. Uh, Shibira did. I mean, Shibira was a professional baker in that round, so it was fine. Showstopper was, oh, the cake, the houses, quite boring. <laughs> they all did brilliantly. Lots and lots of great flavors. But the cakes themselves were quite boring just because they were very boxy. And it's hard to remember which ones were good. Janusz's was amazing. Janusz was brilliant. And then he won. So no wonder. Good job I remembered that. Um, <laughs> who else did well? I think Max did well. Five seconds. She really did well. Uh, Will went home. Poor Will. Two seconds. Two seconds. One second. Like and you, that Will. is your minute. That was, that was actually quite good. That was impressive considering about 10 minutes ago you couldn't remember any of the challenges. So yeah. congratulations. Uh, That's gonna... harder than it sounds actually. <laughs> it seems. It's harder than it seems. I'm dreading next week already, but I'm going to revise like you didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to move on. Overall, I thought this week's episode was much more interesting. There was more going on. I agree. I find it quite difficult because at the start, I usually enjoy these episodes because it's a little bit chaotic because there's so many bakers. There's a lot going on. But when you're having to do a podcast, you actually have to pay attention. So I've been a bit more stressed trying to kind of keep up with the chaos. <laughs> For sure. This week then, the signature was 18 identical decorative illusion macarons. It's quite a lot of words there in two hours. What do you think of the challenge? I thought it was quite good, but quite tight on time. Yes, exactly. Uh, the thing with macarons, it's all about getting that kind of crusty bit, isn't it? Not crust, skin. It's about the skin, isn't it? Yeah. You, don't want, you want to avoid the nipples. You have to kind of pat the nipples down. Pat the nipples down, but you want some skin. It's all about the piping. Yeah. And patting down the nipples, yeah. which is the story of my life, really. I mean, we could just finish with that. <laughs> That's a good description of this challenge. Macarons have always been a key part of Bake Off, but never been a challenge. So I was quite happy for that. I wasn't really very happy that they said that it was an illusion bake. They weren't illusions. It's apart from Dawn's that really did look like yo-yos. You were never going to get macarons looking like the thing. It was surprising as well that we didn't really see much. I suppose there's lots of bakers still, but we didn't kind of see much of how they actually make 
the macaron. It was more about like what the illusion is going to be, what the flavors are. But it wasn't like some people are doing this technique, some people are doing that technique. Basically, there's as many ways of making macarons as there are of making meringues. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting them to explain a bit more about how you do it. But that didn't, didn't get any of that, really. And I presume, like you say, when you get onto Bake Off, you kind of research things a lot more than you normally do. And so I presume there would have been people doing slightly different techniques. And we didn't, like you say, didn't get to see there that. There must have been. I mean, it's all about, you've got like to, when you're doing the, is it called macronage? Just Ooh. like the stirring. I mean, I just put an age on the end and said it was French. But like, I think it's like when you're stirring it and you have to get like the, the dribbly V. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The dribbly V. Like shoe pastry as well. The French love the dribbly V. <laughs> Basically, when you hold up your spatula, it's meant to like fall in a V, right? Yeah, the dribbly V. The dribbly V. All about the dribbly V. And we didn't hear much about a dribbly V. <laughs> Sandro talked about like his like his his batter like falling around a little bit, like his flappy batter. I wonder why no one talked about the dribbly V. <laughs> Do you know what? We're here to talk to cover the real subjects, and that includes the dribbly Vs. Overall, I thought it was a fairly good challenge. I enjoyed it. I liked hearing Carol saying burgers a lot. That was really fun. Burgers. And we have to talk about James. And the raccoons, which has become a little bit of a um, a topic, a hot topic for Sticky Bun Boys. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you, James. <laughs> His raccoons. How many of James's raccoons do you think you could fit in? Well, if you kind of stack them together like a pack of biscuits, I reckon I'll get them all in. I suppose it depends on the whether you're going wi- sideways or... Yeah, I suppose. And, also, and, how, and how rigid he'd bake them. And why were they called raccoons and not raccoons? Raccoons. Because it's really raccoons. Maybe I've just written it down wrong. Because that's apparently what I do quite a lot of the time. One thing, can I just say about James... I've noticed this thing. We weren't allowed to wear shorts in the tent. Were we not? If you wore shorts, they had to be below the knees and no one's going to wear capris. And capris. since our year, <laughs> pedal pushers, everyone has been allowed to wear shorts. And that, I like wearing shorts. So I'm quite annoyed. Yeah, it did, did look like he had no trousers on quite a lot. When I was exactly. filming him from the front, there wasn't, there wasn't very much going on. I liked his flavours. Raspberry and salted caramel. That was nice. That was good. None of them kind of blew me away, if I'm honest, in terms of what they looked like. No, I mean, they were all bright and colorful but you're kind of expecting that i thought they were all pretty good i loved yanush's watermelons i thought it was a really clever idea as well i have to say every time he said beach i thought you were saying bitch <laughs> when he was saying what's better than having watermelons on a brighton bitch <laughs> but we love brighton bitches with watermelons we, we do <laughs> But yeah, also, I hesitated to bring it up last week, but I, I feel like Yanuch is going to be on side. Shall we talk about brother boyfriends? <laughs> like, they look like they are related. They, they really do, yeah. With the greatest respect. And I also thoroughly enjoyed that his, um, <laughs> his backstory involved Yanush, who, quote, likes to spend his time putting balls with boyfriend, boyfriend Simon. Hmm. Don't we all? We'll move swiftly on from that. <laughs> I felt like actually all the macarons were good. You're right. It's just that in two hours, there's not much time to kind of do lots of, di- lots of different things with them. Because if you see these intricately piped macarons, generally you need to kind of let one form a skin before you can... Basically with a macaron, yes. you have to pipe the batter, pat down the nipple and let it form a quick skin before you can bake it. But if you're putting lots of different decorations and like doing eyes and like extra bits on them... That has to set as well. So it's a lot of time and they couldn't yeah. be quite that intricate in two I hours. I think because often you can, if you have your oven on and you have the door open, you can put it in the oven for like a minute to kind of oh, encourage your skin. And I'm presuming people did that because they did not have a long time to do these macarons. And, and they, get all nice su- they were all successful. Yeah. All of them across the board. Yeah. Um, what do we think of a savory macaron? I mean, we just love Shibera Shibera. Shibera Shibera. And I thought it was a genius idea because I liked, it depends, when you, the sounds of it, it's not really savory, is it? Because peanut butter has like satay has got a sweetness to it Mm -hmm. so i don't think it was exactly savory and we're also used to having salt like salted caramel with sweet things i like paul said though it was surprising how well it did work 
but to go sweet savory then back to sweet is a bit weird my top flavors i have to say came from mason this week the baklava flavors in a macaron is inspired exactly baklava but then also it's carrot cake which is brilliant. Right, actually, I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, you're right, absolutely. And I presume it would have been good. What I wanted to see May Sam do is make it with walnuts instead of almonds. And she could have got her pestle and mortar out. Yeah. She could have spent an hour and a half grinding the walnuts <laughs> into a powder. I also thoroughly enjoyed, um, I can't remember who said it, but I've written down the words, I would have liked to seen some better pipe work from the top. Um, which I think we can all relate to, Mason. Thank you for saying that. Oh, actually, she's quite young. I shouldn't have said that at all. Sorry, sorry, Mason. She's... <laughs> sorry. And the final thing I want to say about this signature before we move on was Dawn and the llamas. I thoroughly enjoyed her daughter being attacked by a llama and then Dawn's shouting at the llama, saying it should know better. <laughs> this is true. I think they've lost the kind of like the foot, all of the backstories, they film you for ages and then they take the most embarrassing thing that happens and put it in the Do you remember my, 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 so Yours we, was brilliant with the step stool. Oh, the step stool when I accidentally shaded my mother. But the <laughs> other part was we walked past like the dining room where my, um, where like we have like our, God, it sounds very middle class, the dining room where all of our like music instruments are because we were quite a musical family. And mum was like, oh, Michael, you can play the piano. And I was like, mum, no, they're going to, no, I don't want to do that. And eventually they they were like, yeah, let's film it. Let's film it. And then the clip they used was us playing like, hop, 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 hop. and I was like, I remember mine they filmed me the whole day with my twin brother baking and doing some things and then there was a trampoline in the garden and like, you oh, you on that? i just fell off the trampoline and that was what they used <laughs> i did enjoy um rebs playing the tin whistle to her cat who was horrified <laughs> yes shall we talk about rebs though because it was only real really one disaster again this one they weren't that bad in the end but she was the one that struggled what were they i forget they were cats, oh, they were black cats. cats and she'd had an issue with how thick it was so she had to repie and they and looked like they were bleeding yes like it yeah. was like blood was coming out the center of the cat yeah they weren't that bad in the end but it was definitely she was the one that was most on the struggle bus i'm gonna disagree if I'm, if I'm if i'm honest i think yes she was on the struggle bus but hers looked a lot tidier than yeah. some of the other bakers that we saw and like Mason's, while the flavor looked great like they didn't quite get the way she wanted them to go and oh, yeah, i no, also yeah. didn't love the fondant inside lots of them yeah like yeah, I, I wouldn't want to bite through fondant no definitely not fun like with the burgers with um burgers, burgers, the burgers, burgers the burgers you don't want lots of fondant no i agree i actually think rebs was on the struggle bus during the challenge but actually at the end you were like she probably actually had it probably wasn't as bad as it kind of seemed in the edit because they actually were quite neat. And the final thing to say before we move on is we all need to keep a, as a, as a society, let's all just keep an eye on Sandro's hands in his apron pocket because there's some suspect movement happening there in front of a suspect I location. I had noticed. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> where Michael is looking. Sandro, I'm watching you. Moving on. Um, handshakes. I'm going to say it. They've gone down in value. It's too soon. It's too soon. True. It is difficult for Paul because he's not moderated. And I, the year before us, I think there was a, like a record number of handshakes and they became a bit like, it's, like mm, it's a bit rubbish. Right. And I think giving two out for not in particularly week two. good challenge in week two. I mean, who had the first one? Maxi. No, don't, oh, no. In our year. Oh, me. Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> and um, that was week three. And you were a genius. And I was really talented. He said he'd never met somebody quite as handsome or talented as me. And he was really overwhelmed by it. And that was why he did that. Um, thank you for mentioning that. Thank you. So week two, to have two origin week two when they're not as talented as you, I think <laughs> is wrong. If I'm honest, I think Dawn's macarons are my favorite of the week. I just didn't think that handshakes were coming yet. And I think that if he puts, if he starts giving out handshakes now, you've got eight weeks. Where do you go? Like, where have we got to go? Exactly. It um, just makes you think there's going to be a lot of handshakes throughout the whole series. And when he gives handshakes during the celeb specials, that hurts a bit. As a fellow handshake receiver, that's, that hurts a bit. When he gives them to, like, Jay Thurball from Little Mix, you're like, oh, exactly. I love you, but, like, oh. The handshake is 
pretty much the most special thing from our series was anyway right. because there wasn't very many but congratulations anyway to dawn and maxi um we love to we love to see you succeeding we just didn't expect the handshake to be the the thing that kind of yeah. happened you know swiftly moving on then to the technical which is gary baldy biscuits my drag king name gary baldy very pleased with that that was a I good tweet that Thank yeah you. i liked it um you liked it did i you? tried to like it twice but it stopped liking it <laughs> um one hour 45 minutes thoughts okay i know some people say this i don't know where it's come from but people say that these are the biscuit from the devil or whatever i love a garibaldi i've always baked them they are so easy to make <laughs> i'm sorry like we're talking about things being simple this year but a garibaldi is easy and you cannot take a bake a technical is meant to be the technical version. You can't do it and then put chocolate on that's never happened before ever for a Garibaldi and claim that that's what they're meant to do. I don't they, think I've ever had one before. Are they like the go-ahead bars that you get in the shop? Exactly. They just right. copied off a Garibaldi, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. They're covered in yogurt though, aren't they? Well, no, you can get just the plain ones as well. But it's basically just a really simple, soft, buttery biscuit with currants on raisins in the middle. I mean, to be fair, we did fig rolls, which is the same thing, but just figs in the middle. Yeah, but has but then they can collapse and things. Like really, Garibaldi's it's quite a simple. It was kind of all in the bake. It was all in the bake, really. And they, yeah. none of them failed particularly. Well, they didn't do as well as I thought they would, considering it is quite simple. But then a lot of them didn't seem to know what a Garibaldi is. Which but is also, fine. when it just says bake, and you don't know whether biscuits going to harden up or whether it's not. Like I, I understood that. Like, I could understand why that happened and why it was like that. Yeah. I did love. Did you notice on the on the recipes themselves? Pleasing to note, they've moved away from Comic Sans since our season. That's very nice. Very Progress. very good. But they also wrote in red and bold capital letters please do not confer with the other bakers did you see that oh i didn't because james was getting roasted a bit wasn't he because he didn't help james people. the snake we're gonna pin that we're gonna come back to james <laughs> the snake like yeah. so we got told off a lot in our year for helping each other during challenges because yeah. the point especially for the technical the point is that you are turning over this recipe and you're just meant to do it and you're not meant to be helping each other because shared knowledge in the room we probably would all get it right right exactly so i completely i completely see why it was happening but it just made me smile that they were all clearly trying to help each other in week one. And they were like, no, stop, stop that. Which is fair, because that's what the challenge is. Yep. I noticed that Abdul had a blue glove on. Abdul had two blue gloves on. That's what I was going to ask. Why was he wearing gloves? Well, he was wearing one earlier, which I think was a sore hand. But then maybe he was just like, hot hands? Has he got hot hands? Because he's got hot everything else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If you cut yourself too much, you do get a glove, don't you? Yes, f yes. famously. <laughs> yeah, I, that did actually just confuse me. I was like, why is Abdul wearing gloves? What's he doing? Let's talk about James then. James the snake. So James knew what feathering was and didn't tell Abdul or Shabira, 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 uh, who made literal feathers for their bakes, which I am entirely obsessed with. As well, a can we just say... Shabira actually made literal chocolate feathers. That gorgeous. They were incredible. Stunning talent. Abdul's weren't really literal feathers. He tried to make feathers. But I feel like under the pressure of all of yeah. that, despite having like whatever lost in translation, whatever it was, then being able to create something so beautiful and yeah. like precise and crisp. And yes, it was wrong, but it was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I think they, I think they should have actually got extra marks for that. Um, and James should have lost marks for being a snake. No, because it told him not to, it told him to be a snake. <laughs> James, I, I adore you. You're great. But also snake. 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 Overall, then, they were all thick and soft, but tasted good. Yeah. My favorite bit of, the, of whole, the whole episode, I was watching it with Nick and Reb said at one point, it's very soft. Who knows? And Nick went, well, not you. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole episode. Nick is a savage. <laughs> so bottom comes Abdul. Then in third place was Sandro. Uh, James came second, and I've written down, never going to top with a thick, soft one. And then first came Rebs. Rebs yes! turned it around. Well done, Rebs. 
Classic. Absolutely love to see that. Swiftly moving on then was the Showstopper, which was a 3D biscuit mask, which must stand upright at the end of the challenge. So the producer's dartboard has been dusted off. They've gone, must be 3D. Most bakes technically are. Um, Then it must be a childhood memory of a festival or whatever. And it must cover your face. Actually, though, I'm being facetious. I thought this was quite a good challenge. I was happy. This Bake Off is back. Yeah. We've had five challenges, which I've just felt been a little bit of kind of like easing us in. And that's too many. Now it's... Five five too many to be eased in? Yes, Do you prefer more than five to be eased in? I only prefer three. But you, you said you wanted more than five. No, no, I don't want three to be eased in. I want, to, I want the serious oh, stuff to start. right. So they've, they've given us too many. Yeah. You would rather to be... Three. It's three, yeah. Actually. I think ease I would probably... And then get to the serious stuff. I'd probably... I'd prefer probably two or three. Maybe two. But depends yeah. on the person. Uh, <laughs> but finally, we have a challenge that actually has a little bit of drama, a little bit of jeopardy, like things are going to go wrong. It's not necessarily easy. It's not too hard. It either. was from Bake Off. They've taken the idea from Bake Off the year before us in 2018. Do you remember when Terry made that biscuit selfie and it was like, yeah, made a brandy snap more than around did the it. face? Yeah, yeah. They've used that. But like, I'm all for it. That's, yep. that's how you explore things and come up with new ideas. I think that's really, really brilliant. I cheated our year when it came to biscuit sculptures because I found biscuit week genuinely the hardest week out of all of the recipes. I found biscuit week the hardest because it was all about structure and building and architecture. Obviously, Maxie, the flat pack queen, was going to do well with this one. But it was... I find it really hard, genuinely really hard to mould and bake biscuits. So like making biscuits curved uh, in 3D. So I cheated and made mine cubist, which essentially was just flat and sucked together. Yeah, but it wasn't just like, just, it was kind of stuck together at angles. So you still, you kind of brought a form together. But I mean, Janusz did the exact same thing and made a flat mask and just put one. Yeah, his was way flatter than yours. I agree. I, I like biscuits because for the same reason though. I like them because they're structural and hard and you can do quite a lot with them. Yeah, it's just challenging, I think. And they were forcing them to make them bendy and use them in new ways. So I thought it was actually a really yeah. good way of forcing them to think outside the box and try new ways of baking that you wouldn't do at home. It is true. But once again, when the thing is, without giving too much away, when you get the briefs through for these bakes, you don't have a lot of time because people are probably screaming at the screen. Well, just go with a classic sugary biscuit, which is brittle, but also quite strong and is meant to be kind of slightly overbaked. But you don't have a lot of time to think. No, there's and not much th- time. Because it is a bit strange to think that some of them did quite soft biscuits. Yeah, that was bizarre. I did think James's technique was particularly interesting, how really he just good. went for brandy snaps and that was all he was doing. And actually brandy snaps are quite quick to make and quick to set, which means that if they don't work, you can just keep trying until they do. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing gingerbread and it breaks, you're ruined halfway through the challenge. Yeah. So that was really good. One thing I found interesting, it wasn't necessarily about the masks that they had. It was about the stands they chose to use. Yes, because and where do really, you buy a stand? Yeah, because a lot of stands, some of the stands they had were very good at kind of spreading the weight and holding a mask. And other ones seemed like, especially Carol's, yeah. Compost Carol bless her. Compost that Carol's was never going to hold her mask. It was always going to pierce it. Mm, it didn't It didn't go so well. Let's go through our favourite parts of the bake. I thoroughly enjoyed Dawn's, which looked like a blobfish when it came out of the oven. Dawn's looked terrifying going into the oven as well. <laughs> Just quickly going back to the technical. Have you noticed Dawn's terrified face? So whenever they're panning along the bakers, she just looks like she has seen the ghost of... Well, I don't know. The ghost of Christmas. Mary, Barry. The ghost of... Oh, she's not dead yet. Yet? (gasps) Not yet. (laughs) We're not having that bit in. Yes, we are. That's staying in. That's iconic. (laughs) With Dawn's mask, though, the Vietnamese rice paper, I don't think you should have something in that you don't want them to eat. 
It was. He may as well stick some paper on it and yes, just say it, it looks was, nice. It was strange. Like I think the paper was a good idea. It was just strange to say not to eat it. Yeah, because they it, probably wouldn't have eaten it anyway. Exactly. It adds quite a lot to it. I thought Abdul was ambitious with 90 biscuits. I thought that was quite a lot to get through. And he pulled it off. It looked good. When he got praised, my heart genuinely it just exploded. Bless him. And why was he wearing a t-shirt under his shirt? It's very warm in there already. Do you, you notice want, that? You like just a, want him in less clothes, don't you? Do you know what? I won't complain if he was to take the shirt off. That's that's all I'll say. Janusz, I thought the nose was clever. I loved the concept of it. It was quite simple. That's it. I love the concept. It was very simple. There was a bit too much fondant. Like we've talked about no one wants to eat fondant. Mm. Genuinely, nice. the best idea I thought was Kevin. I genuinely thought his concept, the flavours, all of that genuinely really tied together for me. And also him saying barnacles was yeah, really nice. Totally agree. I actually, his was, I put that down as he was, that was my best idea. This I time. think he needed Because the colours were a very clever thing. It worked well with biscuits. Yeah. I'd, and I also just love Kevin's uh, resting frown face. <laughs> He's always frowning. It's brilliant. It's because he's like in a, in a state of perpetual confusion and frustration with being in the tent. If I was times. in the tent, I would have done a mask of Kevin. <laughs> That'd be my mask. I love that everyone baked. Uh, they molded their bakes on like faces in different forms. And Rebs found her dog bowl and bashed two eyes in it and went, <laughs> "That'll do." <laughs> yes, because some people go have put so much effort into sourcing all of these special molds or like making them and things. I love it when someone just gets a dog bowl and hammers it. Absolutely. And I, I thought- mean, I like it more when it works. The, no, no, let's be with Rebs. I am obsessed with how she is able to hold it together in the face of constant disaster. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's got a lot of practice in her life, but things always, I don't know if things are always going wrong for her because she always keeps cool. She keeps it cool and fixes it. And just does it again. She just fixes it yeah. every single time. It's one of those things that you just think if you only could put a bit more effort in at the start, because if you manage to do three versions of it, and you get it looking good. Uh, see, Imagine I, what you could have done for one. I disagree slightly on this one because making challenges for the tent is hard, right? Because you want to push yourself, you want to excel, you want to exceed. And this relates to Mason as well, actually. But also you need to have enough time to do it again if, it, if something goes wrong. So yeah. Rebs, I think actually it was the best thing to do to have a bake that was a bit simpler because then she could repeat it a couple of times if she needed to. What I tended to try and do in the tent was have something which I could add to if I had time, but like I could not do the extra elements if I ran out. Whereas you were just like, I'm going to do at least a five out of 10 and that means I won't go home. And that Uh, was your goal. My biscuit week, I actually was going right till the end. That was the only one I was actually continuing piping at the end. And you didn't finish? You were going to do one more flower, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to do a lot more piping as well. It was the the only time where I was like, ah. We still hadn't spoken in biscuit week our year no. i genuinely don't think we'd had a conversation it was bread week it was bread week we bonded over bread when you started failing i was like yes let's quickly speak to david before he goes home uh, <laughs> and it turns out he won um, spoilers if you haven't watched that um shabira's obviously shabira shabira's looked absolutely stunning for her she struggled a bit in the first two one yeah uh, first two challenges and she smashed it in this yeah. one i did think sandro's I really liked the final thing of Sandra's. My only issue with Sandra's was it wasn't really a mask to fit on her face. It was just curved. It curved one way. It was quite wide. It was quite a wide face. It looked and a it bit was just like done the... over. It was just done over a single cylinder. You know, so like wasn't... The, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was like a camp one of those masks. It was very like long and yes. thin. Yeah, yeah. Know? But very nicely decorated. Once you'd like, I think I think the first structural bit was quite simple. I probably would have done that. But then he really went to town on the decorating. It did look very nice. Talking of going to town on the decorating, James. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> It looked like Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And the other one that goes like, ooga booga. But the thing is, any less, and it wouldn't have looked okay. It looked good because there was so much thrown on there. Uh, And a phrase uh, that could only come from a gay on Bake Off is, you just have to push through it. (laughs) 
Thank you, James, for your service. Thank you. So the top of the week was Maxi. I think it was deserved. I think her showstopper was absolutely smashing. She did really good across the whole the whole time. And I think her flavors for her macaron sounded absolutely delicious. Yep, I agree. I and think she's beautiful. It must be really hard. Imagine being that beautiful and able to bake as well. I mean, you probably can't. But the- <laughs> But then again, Maxi, I, I think Maxi had a deserved win. I think I'd like to see more of her personality. Yeah, but you never know. Because like, it's a bit at the moment, it's quite like you didn't see much of Maxi. It's just like I kept thinking, oh, yeah, she's just done something amazing. But I was like, where's Maxi? But you don't get, you don't get much time when Rebs is busy bashing into a dog bowl and playing a tin flute to her cat. That's like, true. There's, there's plenty um, else Mace, going on. Or we didn't even talk about Compost Carol crying. I love that was one of the best moments ever. <gasps> you and loved when, her cry? Well, I just loved the kind of the moment. I loved her showing because she, she comes across as someone that's a little bit tough. Mm have a tough exterior. So to show her sensitive side, she's just even better for me. It's, it's one of the best parts of Bake Off is seeing people's vulnerability, but then yeah. seeing them kind of come through the vulnerability and also seeing people looking after them. And like Maysum, who's like the youngest in the tent, looking after one of the oldest people in the tent and them sharing that moment together. I've oh, got goosebumps. Yeah, it I was loved properly it. lovely. Yeah. Compost Carol, we love you. Um, and it was lovely to see. And I know, I'm sorry about your mask, but you, she did all right, didn't, didn't she? she yeah, did right. I mean, also, to be fair, the mask actually wasn't very good or very nice. So I think it might have worked Oh, it was very nice. They loved it. I think they were being kind. Like, colours wise, <laughs> it was not very stylish. Like, it was uh, okay flavour wise, but it didn't look that great. I'm not taking that from you. Maxi, also, I should mention, made cardamom flavoured tweels. So yes, congratulations to you. I love tweels, so she was always um, going to win for that. Anyway, Maxi, top of the week. Bottom of the week, sadly, was Maysam, who joins the Soggy Bottom Club, but has a lot too proud of, I think. Definitely. I actually just think with Maysam, probably because she's so young if she'd waited one more year it's like one of those things where she probably just needed a little she's busy bit more learning experience. more languages isn't she she's got five languages she's learning more for next year like exactly she's got, i think basically what really stymied her in the end was the it was a little bit too simple because she was finished early yeah and like there was she did have time to do more and i think really with rebs what really i felt made her deserve to be there was that she kept fighting until the end like she was going it's true how many times is reb's going to scrape through that? that's the question or is she suddenly going to do i mean she might be a specialist in bread she's the driver at the struggle bus and i'm ready to see her soar through i want her yeah. to get to the final i want her to be in the final <laughs> we're rooting for you um imagine just quickly imagine noel saying it's not a horrible job to announce you leaving he says it every week <laughs> so imagine this week he says this week leaving is like how awful would that feel that is true. Especially I've got after a horrible now, job. After Michael has now reminded everyone of this, everyone's going to notice. Everyone's, let's listen now, everyone, for Sandra's hands and his apron, and also whether Noel and Matt say it's a horrible job or not. I'm going to be listening for Sandra's hands and his apron for sure. <laughs> well, that was Biscuit Week. Of course, we have loads more opinions on this episode, but if you want to hear those, you're going to have to join our OnlyFans, where we'll be spilling even more rich tea. Rich T, Christ alive, David. Producer Alex, play the ad. Are you hungry for more sticky buns each week? Well, look no further than our OnlyFans. Otherwise known as our Patreon. It's full of all the bits we couldn't cram into each episode. My pronouns are wee he. <laughs> uh, Behind the scenes tea. Nick got the followers. I just put Nick out there to get followers. Plus access to an exclusive online community where you can join us and all your fellow Soggy Bottoms for a natter and a gossip. Head over to patreon.com forward slash stickybunboys to find out more. See you there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Our inbox is still bursting, Michael. I mean, there's always room for one more, as Michael always says. <laughs> but yeah, it is full. So I'm going to jump straight in with a message from Dr. Line. Dr. Line. Yeah. He said, I live in Scotland, but I come from Denmark where everyone bakes with fresh yeast. Dry yeast is just not the same. And I often struggle to get good baking results. It is difficult to find places that sell fresh yeast here in the UK. Where do you go for it? And alternatively, any top tips for making dry yeast work better? I've never used fresh yeast. Have you used fresh yeast before? Yeah, maybe it's an age thing. I grew up with fresh yeast. My mum only oh, ever... You are famously from the 1940s. Yeah, and my mum only ever baked bread with fresh yeast. Your so mama. I started... My mama. <laughs> <laughs> and so we used to go... I mean, you can get it in lots of places, but now I have got a tip. Because when I want it now, if you go to Sainsbury's and you go to the bakery section of Sainsbury's and you ask to speak to someone in the back... They will give you fresh yeast. Oh, I don't want to out. have to speak to a human when I go to Sainsbury's. Well, yeah, but Dr. Line does. I think he would probably speak to a human for some fresh yeast. What does fresh yeast look like? In my head, it's kind of spongy and fungal. No, it's like a, it's weird. It's like a block. Like the it infections. Se- it seems like it's soft. And if you press it gently, it'll kind of just squidge. But if you press it too hard, it then breaks and crumbles. There's it's a, kind of weird. There's a comment in there, but I'm going to let you make it yourself. Um, so there you are. You have to go and speak to a human, Dr. Lion. I use normal, like, dried yeast. I use fast action, which I think is slightly different, actually. That's um, what I... The thing I don't like about this message is making out that fresh yeast is better. It's just different because fast action dry yeast came along for a reason. It was very well invented. Very well invented. It was a good invention. And it's more about just getting used to it because I used to always use fresh yeast. And I have to say, when I first started using dry yeast, I struggled a little bit. But once you get used to it, like find recipes that use dry yeast. But maybe it might be that the dried yeast that they're using isn't, isn't, isn't alive anymore. Like, so if you're struggling to make sure to know whether it's alive or not, pop it in a bowl with some warm water and a wee bit of sugar and just see if it froths. If it froths, you're fine. Um, but if it doesn't, it's dead and you need to start again. True. And if you're looking for like an enriched dough or something like that, it could be just that it's like struggling to, basically when you've got an enriched dough, there's lots of fats and stuff in the dough that's stopping whatever it is from rising. Um, 
Yeah, that's how it works, right? Okay. Yeah, it's mainly the sugars, actually. Oh, it's the sugars yeah. that stop it from sugars, rising. Sugars are good for activating yeast, but then too much, actually, they draw Inhibit. water away right. because they're hydrophilic and they take oh, the God. water away from the yeast. And you can also buy osmotolerant yeast. I'll stop <laughs> it now. I think, we've, I think we've just lost about 500 <laughs> listeners. I'm really sorry for David being boring. I do try to keep it, keep it perky. Um, basically, I think we answered that one already anyway. <laughs> Dr. If, your dough is, if your dough is enriched, the yeast is going to go slower anyway, so pop it in a warmer room. Yeah, true. And nothing like that's osmopolitan, whatever it is that you're talking about. <laughs> cosmopolitan. Um, cosmopolitan yeast. If you want some fresh yeast, go to Sainsbury's to the bakery section and ask someone. You, still, just, have, you still have to pay for it. Can you not buy it on like on the internet somewhere? Yeah, but sometimes people go to Sainsbury's. Or you can get it on the internet, yeah. Other brands are available. Yeah. Okay, next one. This one is from... I'm not going to say who this is from, actually, because you'll see with the message, they might not want their names. I don't know. We're a couple in our 60s who love Bake Off and you boys. Oh. Seeing your friendship continue to blossom is a real highlight. We've really blossomed in three years, haven't we, Michael? Well, we, we're still blossoming. talking to each other. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah, three, years, three years on? Four years on. We're not talking to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not true. <laughs> Isn't it, David? We have Think a son. Think about it. <laughs> Let's continue. We have a son who we know is also a big fan of Bake Off and of you both. And we Mainly felt- me, probably, if it's a son. <laughs> Well, that's it. I come to it. And we have felt for a while that he might be gay. Oh, he's never told us and has been eternally single. He's in his late thirties. Can not, relate. Not, <laughs> not that that's a telltale sign, but it's one of a number of things which make us feel this way. How do we let him know it's okay and that we'll love him and support him for all that he is? Is this my mum? No, it's not. It's definitely not your. Okay, well, unless they use a, unless they use a different name, it's not your mum. <laughs> also, like, I don't want. Should we be outing this person? Well, that's why I didn't give the names because if they are a fan of us and they're listening i think if we gave the parents names they'll make it obvious oh so what we're doing now is we're making that person be like oh my parents are gonna be okay with it and we can have a conversation is that where the vibe is yeah because they might they might recognize themselves listening to this i mean the thing is i think it sounds like if i would like to think that if this person isn't open with their parents it's probably down to them because their parents sound so lovely right so my i was about to say my mum. i remember conversations in the car where she was like have you got a girlfriend and i'd be like no and then it'd be like a long pause. And then she'd be like, have you got a boyfriend? I'd be like, no. <laughs> but like, she knew yeah. it was fine. And I knew, I knew they'd be fine. But it was more about me. I think we spoke about this a bit last week. It was more about me coming to terms with it as yeah. well. So perhaps a bit of advice for the parents is the son is still working through it themselves. And all they can really do is sort of just make sure that they know that you're okay with it like maybe yeah. just like start hanging pride flags around the house and only make rainbow cakes but the thing is i think that's what they're doing i think that's the whole point it's like i think they're doing those things i don't think they need to do much more because no. i don't think by saying things to try and trigger them to say something back really works i think exactly like you say just make sure that you that they know that you're very accepting people and that you would love them no matter what etc etc yeah. i think that's enough and if you have gay friends talk about them and like make sure they know that you're like, do you know what i mean like they know that you're in the world where that kind of stuff exists. Yeah. Um, and maybe just invite some hot boys around. Oh, that's lovely. Have you, um, Help him. whatever your names are, have you discovered Grinder yet? So if you <laughs> popped onto Grinder and just, I mean, you can find out how far they're or away. Scruff. But, oh, what's Scruff? Michael, don't get any ideas. Okay, sure. I genuinely want to know about Scruff. What no, is let's Scruff? go with Grinder. Okay, Grinder. So basically, mum and dad, go on Grinder and basically you can work out by meters and by sexual preference and by tribe what you might what your son might like and just maybe like invite them over for dinner and yeah. just see uh, an, you... an open door policy they call it i believe <laughs> right fix that one you're we welcome are, we are fixing everyone's lives okay the last one is from brianna 
Brianna. Brianna. I think Brianna's from America. That's a terrible accent. I'm so excited for your podcast. Admittedly, I listened to episode one twice because I love you too and GGBO is my favorite show. Correct. I live in New York, USA, and we get episodes a few days later on Netflix. I have forever wondered this. In America, due to some copyright issue, they call it the Great British Baking Show. Of course, it's actually called The Great British Bake Off in the UK. But my question is, do they film two different shots of the host saying Baking Show and Bake Off? When I watch on Netflix, they say Baking Show, but surely they don't say that in the UK. Do you see their mouths in America? Do you see their mouths say Baking Show? Because I don't remember them saying Baking Show ever. I Yeah, I've not watched the American one, so I wouldn't VAR? actually know. Is it not VAR? That's um, football. Is that football? Yeah, that's football. Virtual... I don't know. Something referee. Virtual virtual assistant referee? I think so, yeah. Virtual asshole referee. Michael. Thank you. Sports knowledge. Mask for mask. Mask for mask. Very nice to use that joke earlier. Um, ADR. Additional dialogue something. Maybe they just like ADR it. I know that on some bits, I remember Noel saying once that on one bit they had to say, when we're not there, they definitely do some bit where they say baking show. And I had to have, I only got one trophy. I had to hold the other trophy up. Right at the end. No, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did have to hold the other trophy up saying baking show. And then someone just took it away. I was like, I'll have both. I felt so bad when I watched that episode because I was having a lovely time drinking as much Pims as I could get my hands on. You were tipsy. And then I rewatched it and you were all having the time from hell in the tent. And we were just like meters away. And I was just drinking Pims with Henry. Also talking of the Netflix videos, um, they don't bleep the swearing. Do you know that? Oh, do they not? They do not bleep. And Henry swore a lot. I think I might watch the American version, you know, because we don't do our podcast until, oh no, our podcast comes out on the day it comes out. I don't know whether we can watch the American one. This is probably a conversation we could have off the podcast. Yeah, true. So Brianna, <laughs> basically, we don't know. They definitely seem, Michael seems to think they do something clever with the audio because we don't, we definitely never heard it in the tent. We never heard them say baking show at any point. It was always Bake Off. And I believe it's to do with some weird thing that someone, there was something called the Bake Off in America in the 60s. So they couldn't use that. Oh, when you were born. Yeah. Well, that's your lot for this week. Thank you again for listening. Yes, thank you. We're really loving doing this podcast and would love for you to tell your friends, families, lovers, enemies, anyone you sit on the bus with about us. And if you can't be bothered doing that, it's very quick and easy to rate, review and subscribe to us on your podcast app. It genuinely really does help. All the Soggy Bottoms out there find us. If you want to share your burning questions, Soggy Bottom situations or dating disasters, then email us at stickybumboys at gmail.com or drop us a message on Twitter or Instagram at stickybumboys. And next week is Bread Week, where the most brilliant witty, talented and handsome bakers tend to be given handshakes and win Star Baker. Michael, it was three years ago. Get over it. It's not my fault you never won Star Baker. Maybe you should have tried harder, perhaps. Remind me what week you went home. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. And remember, keep them um, sticky. God, I love a sticky bun. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.